Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today, we're covering The Leftovers, Season 2, Episode 3, Off Ramp. There will be spoilers for that and every prior episode of The Leftovers, as well as some potentially some spoilers for Lost up through Season 1, Episode 13. I'm here. I'm Mr. Sal. I am a teacher. I'm here with one of my former students, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hello, Mr. Sal. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing finer. Most likely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty okay. Pretty well. Glad to hear it. Yeah. I've called starting up. That's going to be fun. And oh, yeah. That, that's by the by. That's unimportant here. Okay. Are you, you, you are fully remote though, right? I am fully remote. Yeah. Yeah. For better and for worse. Same here. I found out last week that I'll be, uh, well, actually, by the time this podcast gets released, I, I'll be yeah, by the time it's released, we'll both be. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be well into it, but I will be uh, teaching fully remote this year. So. Oh, interesting times. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So, Kurt, uh, should I go ahead and take a guess at your reaction to this episode? Of course you should. Okay. There's no way you'll guess this one. Really? I'm confident you won't be able to guess. Okay, because I know that uh, Axis Mundi, number, uh, the, uh, the first episode of the season, you gave that a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then episode two. You, you guessed eight, right? I guessed an eight, which I think uh, now that I'm, we're into this guessing game all every week. Mm-hmm. I, I I've picked up that you just guess eight every week because that's the that's the, the no. Con- Sometimes <laughs> I'm like so I, but I get a little bit more. I'm like between you're between seven and eight. Which you okay. pick there. I give a little bit more detail though, right? On, on I I know you have um your skill. You know I try to give it on what side of eight you are, the lower half, the upper half of eight. Well, and I, you know, I've been relatively predictable because on the leftovers, I've only given two scores, nine <laughs> sets. On lost, I've only given three, sevens, eights, and nines. So, uh, so it is not too hard to guess me. You're definitely more difficult. Stop! But- stop! You're 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 downselling my guessing skills. You're like, yeah, you know, it's not that. It's not that impressive to guess me. But you, Kurt, most impressive thing in the world. So let me guess, <laughs> and then if I got it, it'll be even cooler than when you predict me. It's true. So, okay. So, Axis Mundi was a seven. That was episode one. Episode two, A Matter of Geography, was a ten. Yes. Very excited about that. Very excited. Now, I predict that this episode is not a ten um, because there are, is no Kevin, no Nora, no Murphys, none of those. Uh, so, I'm guessing it's lower than a ten. Um, I, I, I do know you were you were excited to see what was happening with Tommy and Jill, and they did invoke Holy Wayne in this episode, which is, you know, one of your favorite characters. So uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking that you give this one a little bit higher than Axis Mundi, but not nearly as high as Matter Geography, and I'll say an eight. Spot on. It was an eight. <laughs> yeah, I will <laughs> never one. guess it. <laughs> Well, it was a nine, but I swapped it down to an eight just so that we'd meet your guessing. Oh, uh, stop! No, no, it was an eight. It was an eight. Yes, I did give it an eight. Okay, pretty good reasons why I gave it an eight. Uh, and some questions I have. Some, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, good episode. Good episode. Please, yeah. I'm happy to see Lori and Tommy. Yep, I think. Um, 
this we talked about last week how um, a matter of geography you gave it a 10 and that was primarily based on the sacrifice of the first episode axis mundi mm-hmm. which made a lot of sense like because axis mundi was only a seven it made it set up so the a second episode so nicely you're, you're able to give it a 10 yeah. and I think the placement of this episode probably uh works against it because coming off of a matter of geography i, I mean that episode so someone's nice. gotta yeah i know it's true there has to be an episode that that comes off of that and so this one uh even though it's a, a really good episode on its own in the context of we just got that like a mo- best leftovers episode we've had yet this one maybe seems like a bit of a letdown even though no nah, it's still i i still just because the other episode was so great i would not say that this i think it, that i mean it influenced it in the sense that i do want to see the main storyline yeah but i'll always want to right um but it's yeah i still think it's grand episode are you saying that this is another setup episode like Axis Mundi was? No, no, no. I'm not okay. saying that. Uh, in fact, this this season, I forgot how many uh, kind of uh, single point of view episodes there are in this season. Non-Kevin Garvey or the, the Garvey's episode. Oh, no. Ke- Kevin definitely definitely has... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's He's got some, some point of view episodes. Least... Is, I, I just mean you mean like... There's not as many. There's a lot more non-Kevin Garvey episodes than you thought. Like, well, not necessarily because oh, okay. some of the, some of the uh, single-person point of view episodes I'm thinking of are Kevin episodes. Oh, okay. You know, <clears throat> this is. Um, let's see. I mean, we we had episode one, which was kind of like the Murphys episode. Mm-hmm, certainly. Episode two was a Kevin episode. Mm-hmm. There was some Nora in there too, and Jill got her own scene. So I guess we can't really call that a Kevin episode. <clears throat> Just a, a Garvey's episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's this a fun Lori and Tommy episode. Uh, the next one, the next episode is going to be kind of broad-reaching. That that one's going to cover a lot more of the characters. Uh, and we're going to finally see between Dean, the twins, and Amy, who makes a return next week. Right? You said you said this in yeah, next episode, right? I didn't say that. Oh, I thought you said like two episodes from now, last time. Oh. Oh. So it's not going to be next episode we're not going to see a return? I, I don't know. I don't remember giving you a time frame. Oh, okay. I said before the end of the series. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, uh, any, at any rate, uh, then we also we also get at least, I don't want to give away who's who gets the point of view episodes, but at least four more episodes this season that i can think of whoa that are that are like very singular point of view episodes uh, the only one i know for certain is matt the other ones yeah matt definitely gets one. Oh no we have season three anyway i won't i won't say too much on that because i know at some point kevin senior gets an episode yeah that's season three okay but very, very excited to happen especially what's going on in australia well oh, have you, have you right? read the news Yes, th- three episodes in a row that they've invoked Australia. They did it like, like three times in this episode alone. <laughs> At least well, twice. One, they, they really hit you over the head with this one. Uh, and I think f- with good reason, although the, it's they're playing the long game here. This this isn't going to pay off for quite a while. Okay. 
I think you'll be you'll be ex- I think I've caught something in this episode that'll make you very excited. Okay. Oh, I know I know you caught it too, but well, I mean, this is my third watch through. I, I've, of course, I caught it, but I think I already know what it is that. Oh wow! Look at that! So you're so confident on what I think I've caught that you will be so pleased on what I've caught that you know what I think that you've caught. <laughs> this is very meta. Yeah, it is. But I think I know what you think that I know that I've caught. See, this is the hard part, though, because who's going to say, who's going to say it first? Yeah, I'm the, the question you got to ask is, you know, where is my mind? gone oh oh <laughs> oh is that what you picked up oh it looks like it looks like you were quite on the same frequency i, I was was not thinking that but i'm glad you picked that i'm so proud of you Kurt. Look at that. i tried to say that before you brought it up just that way i could take that glory oh good for you anyway no i'm glad you did thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right let's get going here right mm-hmm. so the opening scene is this frantic drumming music that we're going to hear a couple more times throughout the course of the episode and Lori washing her car. And we have no idea why Lori is washing her car so frantically, but she looks like she's on speed. I So I didn't know if it was, she was washing her own car or if she's like, that's her job. Was she like washing cars? So I thought like, it's like a, oh. is she washing her own car or is that her job? But it looked pretty dark at night. So I was pretty confident she's washing her own car, right. but they did keep showing her washing cars well her car i kept forgetting what her car looked like so i was yep. like is she working as like a car washer part-time is that part of this <laughs> but i See, didn't realize later on that it was her car right you never saw the payoff to that coming right the payoff to that coming i mean i never i never saw where that was going the car wash thing i mean if i'm is the it's the payoff her oh well... Well, the reason she's washing the cars is because she keeps running over Guilty Remnant. Oh, that is the payoff. Okay, okay. I was thinking the payoff was like a little speck of blood or whatever that is on her no, car. No. The, the, so, so when I th- I'm talking about the payoff, I'm talking about the reason she keeps washing her car is because she keeps running over the Guilty Remnant. Ah, I did not realize she was doing it that often. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, like oh you didn't realize she was doing it that often, yeah. yeah. And she, she does mention it later, which we'll talk about when we get there. But okay. I know she makes like, a little line on that, but I didn't oh. realize. I thought that was like her first time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No, this is, uh, so this is all we get right now is this frantic drumming while she washes her car. Uh, we, we do cut next to Tommy in a Guilty Remnant house, wearing all white. Shocked? Oh, yeah, I have... Tommy, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say shocked then. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Tommy asks this guilty remnant member who we learned later is Susan, right? That's her name? Yep. Yeah, so if she's okay. Yep. You okay? Just write it, written it on the tablet there. But it's pretty shocking to see because what do we see? The first two things we see in this episode, we see Lori not in the guilty remnant washing her car and tommy in the guilty remnant wearing all white yes i wonder if they like flipped scripts is what i was wondering right because the last time we saw them they were just seeing each other for the first time in probably years right after the big fires at the guilty remnant Mm cul-de-sac so we had no idea where their paths went from there and we still at this point in the episode don't know if they're together or not i never do they ever like do they ever list their location they did a couple of 
look at, they talk about the Hackensack house and the New Rochelle house. So Hackensack is in New Jersey. New Rochelle is in, uh, is just outside of New York city. So they're, they're, okay. they're in that metropolitan area. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So again, with the frantic drumming and, and we see Lori now not washing a car, but typing frantically in a coffee shop. We don't know what she's typing, but she is like going to town on this laptop. Again, yeah. looking like she's on speed. <laughs> yeah, Lori's working quickly and perhaps efficiently. We like to think so. Yeah. Uh, then we're back in the Guilty Remnant house, seeing Tommy and Susan again. And then we're back with Lori and she's she's in some sort of shop buying like buying out the shelf of Nicorette gum. And, oh, right. okay. That's what she, I was wondering why she. Okay, now this makes a ton more sense. Okay, I was like, why do they keep showing her putting these like pills or whatever into this fish? Was she making like some sort of pill party thing? Oh. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, every time they kept doing that, that makes. A thousand times more sense. It's oh yeah, yeah. It's Nicorette gum. So, and yeah. if you've noticed, when she's washing the car, when she's typing, she's like frantically chewing this gum. <laughs> so, and and also, she's in this scene. She's preparing a room for something. She's vacuuming. She's arranging chairs. She's putting all of this Nicorette gum that she just purchased into this jar, which is in the room. And then we go back to the guilty remnant house. To, oh, by the way. Nicorette gum, you're familiar with it? You know what it is? Uh, it, it has nicotine in it to help you. It, so if you quit smoking, you chew this instead to get your nicotine like fix. Exactly. Yeah, so you're trying to quit smoking, you use this to help you, exactly. So uh, we see Tommy ask Susan, or write down for Susan, come with me. Hmm? He takes her somewhere, and there's all this frantic drumming is still going on, and it's like, <laughs> it, it put me on edge just listening to this drumming and watching these people doing what they're doing i i was like my my leg was shaking <laughs> like i was chewing nicorette or something but i wasn't by the way oh, okay it's okay <laughs> if you were okay I, I wasn't but thank you for your permission <laughs> uh so the tommy takes her somewhere uh, Susan arrives, they open the door and it's this group therapy session that Susan or that, that, that Lori has put together and Tommy brings her in, introduces her and says, I told her this was a safe space, safe place. Okay. So okay. that's the cold open. Then we get the titles. I want to, I want to stop you right there. We okay. saw something in those like business rental. I, was hoping that you saw that. I also saw this departure yeah. insurance company. Hmm, very nice. Don't you love I love this when they just interject these businesses that have popped up specifically because of the departure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I wonder what insurance they offer. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I, I assume that you'd get money if you're if they depart, part. but just now I, what are the rates here though? Like how yeah, much am I paying? How much am I getting back? Yeah, proof of departure would be difficult too. But this is the second episode in a row. I guess maybe third episode in a row, if you want to stretch it a little bit, where there's been a reference to a recurrence of the departure. Huh. 
because we've got in this episode we've got this company that's selling insurance in case uh-huh. there's another departure. Last episode, a ton of it. Well, Nora with yep. MIT. Yep. Where's the first episode where they talk about? Well, it depends on where you stand on EV Interfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were a departure. It seems like they departed. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. So this is this is a theme of the season. This possibility of a recurrence yeah fair enough i mean if you don't know what caused the first departure yeah happen again yep it surprises me they still still sell sugary cereals despite <laughs> what happened the first time because of that honestly it's crazy i wonder if there's like a crazy stat like two percent hmm if there's like such a neat like i'm trying to think What's something so niche that only a few people could do? Like, no mastery of Taekwondo expert disappeared. But probably a lot of people have mastery of Taekwondo. So that's something so niche that only, like, a few, like, maybe 200 people have. Mm. That way, like, it is plausible that no one departed just by sheer luck. But now everyone wants to become that, to not depart. That would be an interesting, I, you know, that, that is an interesting point. I know they did mention in the very first episode that there were, uh, I don't know, a statistically improbably high number of celebrity chefs that, that departed. Okay, well, there you go. That's something not, so that's, that's what not to do. Right, right that's the opposite of what you're saying. You got to pay more to be a Gordon Ramsay now. <laughs> his, pay rate, his pay got bumped up, assuming he didn't get departed. Yeah, I don't think he was listed there, but maybe. Anyway. Yep. So that's the cold open. Yes. Anything else you want to say about the cold open? Uh, no. Good cold oh. open. So, yeah, it is. Uh, did you pick up here that Tommy and Lori were kind of running a scam? Not. Uh, when, when Tommy brought her in to, in to like, started talking, I was like, oh, okay, Tommy. Tommy's, he's, he's, a, he's a rat, but a good rat. A rat that's good in my book. Right, exactly. But he's a rat. He's a mole. Yes. And I really liked, and may, this may be a little too early to start talking about this, but I'm going to bring it up and then we can revisit it later. I really liked seeing Tommy kind of grasping at something to give his life more meaning. Just like, you know, he had Wayne and then he had Christine and now he's got this gig with Laurie that, that he's doing. So it's, it's, it seems like he is always in search of a way to, I don't want to say ease his conscience, but make himself feel like he's doing something to combat the effects of the departure. That's true. Yeah. Cause working with Holy Wing, this guy who's mm-hmm. helping people, uh, taking away their pain. Uh, then yeah. basically just listing the Holy Wayne is what that whole Christine story was. Yep. And then, which I do really want to talk about this at the end. Holy Wayne. Oh my goodness. And then <laughs> uh, now, yeah, he's helping Lori yep. read people from the guilty remnant. Yeah. Which is so, a cult, by the way. Clearly is a cult. Oh, clearly. clearly. Oh, now you admit it. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember I, episode one. I yeah. said they were a cult. And you said they said well, they're not a cult. Yeah. I mean, the, the only reason I did that was because I knew that Lori was about to write down on her little pad to Meg not a cult so all I'm, i can hear is liar 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 pants on fire okay saeed's wife i didn't say that <laughs> okay 
Okay, yes, we can we can both leave the, that thing of the past behind us. <laughs> okay, sounds good. But I love uh, I I do love in this episode just seeing Lori just do what she does. Lori's just a normal person. It's so part. cool, and but it's really like it, it takes some adjustment, don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Just yeah. seeing her walk, talk, all she and her. Her level of disdain for the guilty remnant oh. is, is very high. She just oh. despises them. I mean, and let me let me ask you this: Do you think that that is earned? Her despisement for them? Yeah. Because the last yeah, I'd say it's last, earned. The last we saw of her, she was organizing the Memorial Day event. Yeah, was- but she was in a cult. Yes. Yeah, they 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 had her in their clutches. So you think that just the idea that her daughter almost died was enough to kind of shake her out of it? That and probably like the whole infrastructure burning down. Yeah. Uh, big big wake up call or shock. But definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, Jill probably helped to him. Yeah, and I and I also don't want us to forget that Lori probably had significant doubts before any of that went down as well. Yeah, I mean, she she showed little glimpses. Yeah, I mean the Gladys episode. You know, she had a panic attack and had to be taken on a little retreat with Patty. So I, I think that the groundwork was always there for Lori to go down this road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's unreasonable. They, they showed her outside her family's house in the Mad episode. They showed oh, yeah, right. the lighter stuff, which didn't even talk about in this episode. That's right. Talks. Um, that was in the finale. Yep. That's a cool scene where she talks about the lighter. Oh, man. Anyway, so we're back in Lori's office now, and Lori offers to put Susan up in her office. She does put her up. She's got a cop there. She puts her up in the office uh, and says that she can stay there for a couple of nights. Uh, Lori's going to stay with with her just to kind of reacclimate her to society here, something that's not the guilty remnant. Uh, it's a safe, a safe spot, so... And she gives Susan a phone number that only has her phone, sorry, a cell phone that only has Lori's phone number programmed into it. But it can't, but it can't text, so she'll have to talk. Do phones like that exist anymore? I I didn't know they ever existed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, so this is some kind of special phone that she's got that only does a phone feature. Eh, okay, a bite. <laughs> They probably exist out there. Yeah, I'm sure you can get them. But so. I know I love that. that. That's where I directly knew she's very anti guilty remnant. Was her talking about that and her saying, "Now you must talk." I this. I was like, okay, she's trying break the guilty remnant spell for sure now. Like that. Yeah. Yes. day then. And I don't know if you remember me saying this. I I said this a, a while back. Um, I don't remember what episode we were talking about. Maybe Cairo. Something about, maybe it was the finale, actually. Something about the smoking. And we were talking about why they smoke. Why does the guilty remnant smoke? And, and Agent Kalani from AtFact had asked that same question. What's with the smoking? And I had postulated that maybe it's because it, it's just a way for them to have further control over you because smoking is so addictive. Like, if you can't kick the smoking, you can't really ever be done with the guilty remnant. And so I think that it's interesting how heavily the idea of the, the Nicorette gum plays into this episode. 
because it's it's Lori desperately trying to kick that habit because until she's done with that she can't really be done with the guilty remnant how long has it been we, we do see when uh tommy visits jill in this episode so we have yeah. like a rough time gauge yes so that or... was i think that was about two months after okay so it's only been two months okay yeah she's done a lot in these two months she has she's basically written her book and she, yeah or has a lot of it well we see the publication we see how frantically she writes so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so anyway we find out that susan is married and she has kids mm-hmm. and Lori tells her, if you let me, I will help you come back. But Susan is worried that she can't. Mm-hmm. And that's when Lori exposes herself to... That was a terrible way to say that. Yeah. Uh, that's when Lori uh, outs herself as having been in the Guilty Remnant and tells her that she came back. And, Gasp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we didn't know. But... Susan didn't know. So now Susan knows. And I think it's important for us to remember that that is news to Susan. So uh, Lori goes uh, back home. She, she tucked Tommy in. So yeah, this is interesting because the, we had just seen Tommy in the guilty remnant house. So this, the fact that he's staying with Lori indicates he's not going back to that guilty remnant. Yeah. House. Total mole. Absolutely. Little yeah. skeever he is. Yep. Uh, He's yeah. Lori's little skeever and a good one at that. Yeah, absolutely. He's doing he's doing good stuff. So he's gonna get in trouble for it, but he's doing good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's already asleep, but what Lori finds that he was watching as he fell asleep was early Holy Wayne videos. Yeah, it's Holy Wayne in the beginning, and it's just like Holy Wayne preaching these like this ability he's learning he has, and uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is it's nice to see Wayne. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, and it's interesting to see him in the beginning because we know just what a big deal he was the first time we see him. The the a congressperson has to take a blindfolded ride and pay a wad of cash in order to see him at, on this compound that's heavily guarded and armed with uh, armed guards. This is like this YouTube video is like him on I don't know some kind of street corner like peddling his wares. <laughs> Peddling his ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's it's interesting. He he definitely had an an ascension for sure. Ascent or ascension. He definitely climbed the ladder. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So Tommy does wake up after Lori tucks him in and says, Have you found the next hive yet? So what do you think of the term hive for Guilty remnant houses. Uh suitable. Okay. I think cult's still better, but hive hive works pretty well because well, you, but you wouldn't say have you found the next cult. It's like have you found the next group or the next place? That's true. Yeah. So I, I like the, I like the use of the word hive here. It, it does. Yeah. Hives good. usually just kind of work for the group. No individual like Yep. More about the the group, the conglomerate. Yep. Yes, exactly. So I do like that, but Lori does not like it. She says they're people, not insects. Huh? So anyway, she's she, she's not a big fan, but she does want him to take some time for to himself before going back into another one. Uh, she's getting worried about him uh, being recognized. Yeah, 
which foreshadowing here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, how far can he possibly be traveling if he keeps bringing people back to this same uh, office? And it, it does make sense that he might be recognized. He, he doesn't think so. He says they don't talk to anybody. They don't talk at all. So <laughs> why would they recognize me? But but she's not convinced, and she also thinks that. Or no, I'm sorry. Tommy thinks that uh, she or that the only way to get them to trust him is if it's from the inside. He doesn't think that he can pull people away from the outside. So. Makes sense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, if you're if you're in this cult, you're in it. So think... at this point, I, I I put a little thing of will Tommy accidentally become a guilty remnant? So what do you think? Uh, I think that there, there there were signs. When I say signs, you mean one sign near the end. But yeah, yeah I was I was curious too if being around them constantly would make him yeah slowly become a guilty remnant. Like I mean, he, he, he definitely he definitely is more sympathetic to them as we find out later in the episode. Yeah, more sympathetic than Lori is, and Lori hits them with cards though, so it's pretty easy to be more sympathetic than Lori. <laughs> I love the new Lori. I'm so excited about her. I'm 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 excited to see um what happens when she clashes with the others, if she ever does. I sense she will. With some point. the others with the guilty remnant? No, not like Kevin, oh. Nora, maybe the Murphys, if she ever clashes with them in Miracle. Gotcha. Right? Well, we'll have to see. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> But Tommy, and this is indicator number one, that Tommy may be starting to lean in the direction of the guilty remnant. He says to Lori, do you ever miss it? And my initial reaction when he said that was, do you ever miss being in the guilty remnant? But she, he says the quiet. Do you ever miss the quiet? You know, Lori, of course, says she doesn't. <laughs> but it seems as though Tommy quite enjoys it. Yeah. And it... And this is just another notch in the theory, and notch in the theory that doesn't make sense. This is a this is more validation of the theory that Tommy needs someone else pulling him along, feeling to make him feel like what he's what he's doing means something. He had Wayne, and now he's got Lori, and now it sounds like the guilty remnant could fill that role for him if he really wanted it to. Do you, do you think he's going to join the guilty remnant? I mean, I already know what what Tommy does, so it's hard for me to. You do you mean did I think at that point first time I saw? No, it? no, no. Do you think he will? <laughs> I already know the answer to that question. So confident are we? Okay. So, well, but I definitely think that the all of the all of the ingredients are there. I, I would I would not be upset. Actually, I would be upset if he joined, but I would understand. It's not like it'd be a big shock. Like what? Tommy's yeah. joined the guilty remnant. They've they've done enough padding beforehand that I will understand if he does join. Exactly. Very good. So Lori goes back to her office and she's working on her book. Uh, and Susan finally talks and asks what she's writing. And Lori says it's about us. Now, when she says it's about us, I think it's it's easy to just generalize that is it's about the guilty remnant or people who uh leave the guilty remnant or were part of the guilty remnant or whatever that's exactly but, yeah i think there's there's actually a, a non-zero chance here that she's talking specifically 
that you're in this book. <laughs> like, well, certainly, because when we later find out, it tells direct stories from Lori's time. Yes. So she might tell stories from other people that she's rescued. Yes, exactly. Well, the next day, Lori runs into her landlord, Victor. What do you think of Victor? Is his name Dr. Victor or just Victor? I don't think it was Dr. Victor. I, think I thought I heard Dr. So I just wrote Dr. Victor. But okay, Victor, I mean, yeah, they always called him Victor. So yeah, Victor, I love Victor. The great, great, um, he's like the stereotypical bad guy landlord. Right? Oh, he sure was, yeah. They made him like stereotypical bad guy landlord, which is fine, but I, I do love, he's a fun bad guy landlord. Yeah, he's very funny. I, I love I, him. I enjoy, I enjoy him. The, the toilets can handle day poops, not night poops. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, are those bagels? And he just takes one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. At the very end, he's like, oh, are those bagels? And swipes a bagel from her. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he, he's talking to her because she's late on the rent. And it's going to cost. he's going to charge her more because people are staying there uh, overnight. And you know, then the night poops come in. Not good. So... <laughs> Uh, but Victor's is is funny. He's 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 a scumbag, but he's funny. <laughs> but... He's a scum. You know what? He's just, he's an asshole about the way he goes about things, but he's not unreasonable, I guess. Right? No, he wants definitely... the money for rent, yeah. and I guess he's charging extra because people are sleeping in the commercial area. So nothing's actually unreasonable. What he's saying. Yep. But he's just like <laughs> he's not very kind about it. No, <laughs> that he's... Way. He's... actually, I wouldn't even say in this scene that he's like a jerk or evil or or, or anything like that the, it, definitely think, the next scene oh he definitely he does next scene, that then you're like oh this guy really is a scum he's but, a smug as a bug in a rug right there yes oh i love it i do love victor he's he's so good <laughs> but in this scene he's just kind of comic relief and to and and to push the plot forward oh yeah laurie's laid on her rent and that's a problem but yeah. we get to see a group therapy session next and the, uh, there's there's somebody tells, tells the story about one of the other uh, patients tells the story about how they were having she was having this nice family dinner and she realized that nobody even thinks about the departure anymore and because of that that nice family dinner felt fake mm-hmm. and this this just smacks of what Patty was telling Kevin and Caro back in season one that that's all she thinks about is the departure and we are living a reminder of what you try so desperately to forget and here here we see it playing out on someone who was in the guilty room and now trying to get back out but is finding it so hard to adjust yeah and, and not just adjust but finding it so hard to put the departure on the back burner long enough to even enjoy a family dinner so it, it's it all is coming full circle. And we're really seeing play out everything that Patty said to Kevin in that cabin. There seems yeah. a, the philosophy behind the guilty remnant is yeah. not just what Patty thinks. Yeah, it's shared by the members. Yes. Do you, do you feel like you understand the guilty remnant a lot more at this point? Yeah, yeah. I feel. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty confident I understand it a lot better, especially than I did for uh, episode one. But yeah. yeah. I mean, because there's so there's such a mysterious presence early on in season one, and and now they they seem so familiar to us. And I'm glad we get some guilty remnant because we haven't had any guilty remnant up to this point mm-hmm. uh, in season two. So this is this is 
Good. And, and speaking of the guilty room, here come four of them showing up in the office. And they're just you know looking threatening. They write something on their pad. Lori crumples it up and throws it on the ground and sells the, the rest of the, the group that doesn't matter. They can't hurt them anymore. They're cowards. And she says things to them like, you are not welcome here, which actually you are not welcome here is exactly what Patty wrote on the pad and pointed at Kevin in the very first episode. Oh, he I, came to the... Yeah, I remember he, he came He came to the cul-de-sac to try to talk to Lori and Patty wrote on a pad, you are not welcome. <laughs> yeah, so now Lori's saying that exact thing back to the guilty remnant in this case. All right. Nice work, Lori. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Susan does look down at the paper after the guilty remnant leaves uh, we don't see that she picks it up, but she apparently does. Yeah, I assumed. So I assumed she read it at that time, which right. is the way they show it. But but we don't know what it says until later, right? Yep. Okay. Lori is guess where? Back at the car wash. Yeah. And this is when you already pointed it out. A piano version of "Where Is My Mind" starts playing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't write it yet. I hadn't noticed it quite yet. Okay. I noticed it. So, so it was like Tommy entering another guilty remnant place. Yep. And he's kind of, what I like about it, so he comes in like, right, you know, he's trying to look like a civilian coming in, trying to join the guilty remnant. Yep. He, he like walks in and he tries to look like a frown on his face. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone writes in a little thing, your pain doesn't matter. Yeah. And then right after I read that, I realized, oh, wait a second. This is the music for where is my mind. Exactly, and, and again, we we are going to hear this music quite a bit throughout this season, and it, it kind of becomes something of a theme song of the, the of the season. Do you think do you think you hear it every episode? I don't think we hear it in every episode. No, and if I actually forgot that we heard it in this one, so when it started Ooh. playing, I'm like, oh, that's right, this is amazing. So, yeah, it's, I was proud I caught that. I'm I'm proud of you. That's good, good man. Good for you. What, 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 what did you think I was referring to when I said I caught something? Did you think I was talking oh, about that? Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now I'm worried I didn't catch something else. You may not have, but that's okay. I'm though. confident I did. Is that Australia? It has to do with Australia. Oh, yeah, I caught that then. It's more specific than that, but we'll see. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. Okay, good. Good for you. I know I have it. I'm All so right. confident. Nice. Caught every- I think I caught more than you caught this episode. I doubt that. Did you did you see the scene where Kevin was hiding in the bushes? <gasps> no. Well, there you go. Ah. Uh, I can't remember what scene it is, but don't, don't believe his lies, folks. But if you but if you go back and watch the entire episode and you just really look at the bushes, you'll see some one shake. That's Kevin. <laughs> anyway, you're assuming it's Kevin. You didn't actually see Kevin. Anyway. No. Well, you can tell based on the way the bush shakes. It can only be Kevin. Oh, yes. The only deduction you can make is that it's Kevin. <laughs> it's either Kevin or it's Patty, and we know Patty's no more, so it has to be Kevin. It could be both. Patty is, after all, with Kevin. Yeah, but that means Kevin's there, so. Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Lori in the coffee shop is kind of, kind of starts staring at a mom and daughter, which... Yeah, she's looking at a baby. And and that's, you know, just reminding us that she feels a lot of guilt about what happened with Jill. So, I I put a little teasing comment here. So if they're trying to, like, save people from the guilty remnant, 
why don't they try to get some sort of like government funding right they're getting in there mm-hmm. they're getting people out of this cult maybe you could try to appeal for some sort of like government hey we're going in there we're getting cult members out government give us money well government organization it's an interesting idea i, I don't think the government has all that much interest in saving people these people yeah, fair enough though yeah that's what i was thinking of too especially with the that was Gladys, yeah, the Gladys episode where we yeah, saw, uh, Agent Calamity, uh, and then the the other Atfec, uh person with the eye patch. Oh yeah, last episode. Yeah, last episode. They don't seem to care for these people very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they'd be they just assume you know what what was the term that Kalani used? Uh, eliminate the infestation or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like they just assume do that than try to extract people and save them. You know, this seems like more like a project for Lori to kind of, I, I think it's, it's got a few different prongs. One is to assuage her guilt uh, about joining the guilty remnant in the first place. I think one is that she genuinely wants to help these people. I think uh, one is that she is a therapist and she wants to use those skills again. And then her book. Uh, and then the fourth would be her book. Do you think yeah. these are more selfish reasons? Reasons or I think more selfless. I think they're mostly selfish reasons. I'd agree. Yeah. Especially especially we'll get to that later on. Okay. Sounds good. Tommy is in with the new guilty remnant chapter and he's already casing out a new guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's just like sitting there and looks up and sees this man with the watch yeah getting his watch basically bullied off of him okay yep. point and he's all sad poor howard that's what his name is howard yep poor howard <laughs> and then we get to see Lori bring susan to her home and there's this touching reunion as she walks up the, uh, across the yard toward the driveway and her child sees her and runs to her and hugs her and it's it's touching and and we kind of get to see what the why Lori does what she does. Well, one of the reasons anyway is is to get this kind of this kind of scene. Yeah, that's the satisfaction of a kid running. <laughs> exactly. <Her parents. laughs> exactly. And we find out a little bit about how it went for Susan in the next group therapy session. Susan tells us that her husband eventually invited her in and asked if she was coming home. But she, she's really skeptical. She's, she thinks that he's being really so nice and, and can't understand why he would be nice to her after she left for almost two months. And so she's not sure that she believes him. But Lori tries to convince her that he might just want her home. And Susan is convinced that there's anger there that's not bubbling up. It's not, it hasn't come to the surface yet. But she says that he's angry too, like you. And Lori is taken aback. I know, she struck struck Lori where she didn't expect it. Yeah, and and totally, she totally denies being angry. I know, I'm not angry. That's, that's, that's a good one to do to people, though. If you go, you seem angry, right? (laughs) So they go, I'm not angry. Well, you sure about that? Like, no one wants to admit to being angry. (laughs) 
I mean, did you think Lori was angry at this point? In the moment, no. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was angry. The only indication at this point that we had of her being angry, maybe, is how frantically she types and pounds on the keys as she's writing her book. Yeah, maybe the Victor stuff made her angry, losing a bagel. Mm, oh, man, I tell you, somebody takes a bagel from me, watch out. You know, you know how frustrating that make me feel? Oh. If I went and bought a bagel. Like, let's say the bagel cost her five bucks. I would be less angry losing the five bucks than I did getting the bagel. <laughs> losing the bagel. I know, I know. Uh, and I, I, I think that the, that was like she was getting a bunch of bagels for the group. So yeah. she, that, that wasn't just the, her one bagel that was her breakfast. Like yeah, it, it looked like a pretty big bag. It was one of several, but yeah. But uh, Lori says to Susan, I, I, I like this. She says, your family doesn't want to hate you. They want to forgive you. But this is just more guilty remnant propaganda just seeping into susan this idea that that she is that her family is angry at her and doesn't want to forgive her this is that's her guilt that's that's a manifestation of her own guilt and that that's why i love that they're called the guilty remnant at all because i don't think that i think there's less in that title to do with feeling guilty about not departing than there is about just the guilt that that people feel intrinsically for whatever else is happening in their own lives so and what do you think about that how do you feel about the the guilt uh of laurie or the guilty remnant not laurie in this case in this case i'm talking i'd be talking oh, about susan oh yeah susan yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a weird fashion of guilt, though, yeah, because you expect to come home. You've been missing, what, she said, two months. Yep. And, I mean, they have a kid, so presumably she just left part of, uh, part of the kid's responsibilities on your husband, you know, left him probably by surprise. And I think you definitely expect some anger. And so to be, to be given back with kindness mm-hmm. might feel, I mean, she thinks it's, not deserved in that he is angrily secretly or just will eventually show itself yeah maybe i mean if you, the other person that we know that would have been in that same situation is kevin in the very first episode of the series we see kevin show up at the guilty remnant house and just beg glory to come home yeah so, so I, th- I do think that there's there's definitely something to this that the families do want their family members back it's it's and and if that means swallowing any anger they have or animosity they have toward them, I think that most families would be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I, th- so. I think so too. I think this is the main reaction of uh, most families would give them just kindness or just really, because they don't want to, and we see it later on that Glenn thinks it's his own fault that Susan left, or he's worried about that, that he's the reason Susan left. Yeah. And so I think that's one reason why, uh, they're being so kind on their return is, is yes. they don't want them to leave again. <laughs> yes. And they, they feel like they had something to do with it, which is pretty reasonable thought, right? They just left, oh, so. Absolutely. Must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and interestingly here, too, uh, we, we, do, we do get, by Susan invoking the anger uh, thing with Lori, by, by her telling her that she's angry, it does it puts it probably puts the 
thought into Lori's mind, but it definitely puts the thought into ours. And I think that from this point forward, we're going to view the, the rest of the episode a little differently, looking for anger in Lori. So, and, and we're going to see it for sure. <laughs> but at this point, Tom brings in Howard. That was a, that was a quick, quick mark. No, that's not. He was an easy mark, apparently. Oh, there you go. Because uh, th- that did not take long for Tom no. to get this guy. He was <laughs> usually so happy I didn't even have to sleep there overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it sure seemed that way, didn't it? Yeah, it seems like just the first day he came in, got his clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> Saw Howard. Hey, Howard. <laughs> yeah. But so the next thing, the next scene we get is in back in Tommy and Lori's apartment. So here, this is where I want to interject. Yes, go ahead. Is this is this the part here? Resurrection. There's a man in Australia. Back from, they talk about it more. But yeah. back from the dead, emerged from a cave. Here I typed, is it Holy Wayne? But then they said David something. Which I don't know if maybe that's Holy Wayne's first name is David. I don't know. But you don't think Holy Wayne's first name is Wayne? I don't know if that's his last name. Wayne could be a last name. I suppose. So but yeah. So I, I'm glad that you caught that there's a resurrection happening in Australia. Thank All right. And you, I'm glad that you caught the first name of the person who resurrected was David. Yes. I'm very, I'm looking for a David now. Well, we've already seen one. Wait, we did. Oh, wait, no. Yes. We've seen David Burton, Sydney, Australia. Oh, is that the letter addressed from yeah. pillar guy? Yes. Pillar guy. Okay. Yeah. So pillar guy in episode one was sending a letter to David Burton in Sydney, Australia. And now here's David Burton back from the dead. Or what's his last name? Burton. Burton. Okay. Yes. David Burton. Now they don't get his entire last name out in this news broadcast. They don't. So there's some level of assumption that that's, that's the same person, but um, they do say David Burton. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I'm guessing that it's David Burton. Now, as far as the timeline goes, I, I'm not really sure if the letter would have been sent before or after. I think the letter would have been close one. Uh, it would have been sent before, or not yet after. It would have been after this news article, because if we think about it, so when we see Mike, unless uh, Pillar Man writes multiple times to him, David, we see Mike get the letter from Pillarman the same day the Garveys arrive, right? Is it the same day or the... I don't think it's the same day. I think it's the day before they arrive. Before they go to bed, wake up. You're right, day before. So it's the day before they arrive. We see Jill... Oh, in... I'm sorry, I take that back. It would be the day they arrive, but they, they didn't move in next door yet. They were staying with Matt that night. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, be, so the day they arrive, they stay with Matt. And, but we see Jill that day, or later this day, they meet with Jill in the restaurant. And so I highly doubt that all those events in which they moved out occurred. Like, they, they talked about the restaurant and then moved out the very next day. Instantly. Right. Me so and the, Matt would have been... Yeah, so definitely, definitely. And that letter had, takes time to send, so certainly. Yeah. You did not get the letter. I think, so the pillar man wrote to him after hearing about him. Yes. Uh, Come back from the dead. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm glad we sleuthed that out. Very good. 
Good I'm job. so excited. Do we see? Do we learn more of Pillar Man? Uh, there we do learn a bit more about Pillar Man. I'm very excited. He doesn't he get a, give a name. He doesn't get his own episode or anything. I think we learn his name. No. I hope I, not. Sure. I don't want to learn his name. Okay. Maybe we don't. I will. I will ignore it. I will always call him Pillar Man. Okay. He does put like. He is a, a, a central figure in another episode. I, not, I wouldn't call him a central character. Yeah, I don't think he is. Oh, I mean, I don't think he is. He could become one, but I doubt it. Yeah, obviously, no. you know. But, but yeah, so we, we will get a little bit more of Pillar Man. But I just wanted to make sure that that you that I pointed out to you that this person that there that was resurrected in Australia is. Probably the same person that Pillarman was sending a letter to. Yeah, Pillarman later writes to David. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to the. Okay. So, uh, Lori is again typing, and Tommy seems upset at this point. And <laughs> finds out that Tommy is seeing Jill. Yeah. Is this is this is the scene I think where Tommy says uh, something about the the guilty remnant? They have a point. Doesn't he? Isn't this the scene where he says that? No, he says that like much closer to the end. Oh, okay. He he says that um when Lori comes home and this is like after the whole Meg stuff with Tommy and they kind oh, of like a fight. That's right. Okay. That's right. Well, anyway, uh, Lori finds out that Tommy's gonna be seeing Jill and, and asks. I mean, she kind of wants to see Jill. Tommy says she's definitely not ready for that. So. Lori asks if she can drive him and if she if he'll give her a letter for her, which he agrees to both of those those things. And so, uh, and then we see the the diner scene from Lori's perspective. Yeah. So, Lori was in the car uh, as Tommy and Jill conversed in the diner, and we see that she can't get this particular spot off of her windshield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what that is yet, but I thought that's what you meant of the payoff was like she just oh. went to cleaning her car that distracted her from when Tom gave Jill like the note and she ripped it. And I mean, the big question, I mean, obviously, uh, I guess you expect that would have is why is Tom not letting Jill and Lori see each other when they very clearly want to? Well, no, Jill doesn't want to see Lori. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's why he's. I thought Jill did want to see Lori. Okay. No, she ripped up the letter. She doesn't yeah. want. Yeah. But I thought I thought that was just because Lori didn't come physically is why she ripped it up. Like she wants Lori to face her face to face. But okay, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think she doesn't. She actually does not want to see Lori. Fair enough. So, yeah. Oh well. Which is a far cry from where she was last season. Yeah. Well, now she's like a motherly figure, Nora. I don't need Lori now. I have someone better. <laughs> she, she exclaims to then Tommy. Abandon me and then almost get me killed in a fire. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. So, uh, Tommy gets back in the car and tells Lori that Jill's happy. And, of course, she took her letter. <laughs> oh. I wonder what was written on that letter. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think we're ever going to find that out. But... Yeah, I, don't, I have a feeling we don't either. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think probably just, you know, apologies and, you know, I love you and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. 
who knows. So when by the time that they get back to wherever it is that they live, uh, we find out that Lori's office has been emptied and her laptop isn't there. Yep. Padlocked, has to get the money to Victor, and bad guy Victor. Whew, loving it. <gasps> get I'll... the Victor or Hella Victor. Wait, what? <laughs> I I love Victor. He might be he's he's the best character of this episode, certainly. Oh, okay. He's the best character of the episode. And oh, I just I love his statement on Lori demanding to have the laptop back. Or just he starts pleading with him, right? Please, just the file. All he needs is the file. And Victor's like, listen, if I give you the file, that's proof I have your laptop. <laughs> and I don't have your laptop. <laughs> I <know>. Wink. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. He- He's, he is pretty awesome. This other one, she says, is this your son? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's a hey, hey, yeah. uh, kids, kids an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he said. I was to say, because Laurie makes this, like, impassioned. Pitch. Yeah, he's trying to, like, win him over. Don't you want to go home and tell your son that you're a good man who helped somebody who asked for help? And it's like, hey, kid's an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, forget that, then, I guess. But I never saw the next scene coming. This is this is kind of. I love it so. I, it went so unexpectedly. I thought one of two things would happen when Lori tries to break in. Either she gets away stealthily, or she gets caught and gets in trouble. <laughs> I, this this I did not expect. This in between. <laughs> I love how she sees. Well, first of all, I love that uh, Victor's wife is home. And, yeah. and, in the complete dark, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she just turns on the lights, is on the phone, so you know, maybe she's just chilling in bed or something. I don't know where she was, but yeah, phone rings, turns on the lights on the phone. Yep. And then Lori doesn't care. She doesn't like bolt out of there. She she goes upstairs, and I she just she sees the kid on the laptop. She goes in. She just walks right in. Grabs the laptop out of the kid's hands. It just runs. I love that so. I I guess her tactic is just hoping the kid thinks it's his mom, but he just kind of screams like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does yell for his mom. I guess he realizes that's not his mom. Whoever grabbed yeah. that laptop. But... Yeah. <laughs> it's oh man. I just love the theory. Just takes it, runs out, yep. and gets chased down by the victors wife presumably wife and it's just hysterical oh it's wonderful it's a wonderful robbing scene and then and then Lori, she so before we see her against the guilty remnant by the way i also put down must have excellent breaking in experience from the guilty remnant i'm glad you made that connection good for you anyway she between seeing those guilty remnants on the road and leaving with her laptop, she has had the most smug look of anyone in the series so far. She's so oh. happy with herself. She, it's like Victor was really smug after he stole the laptop and was like rubbing yep. it in Lori's face. Here, Lori's like, one upped him. Deservedly, <laughs> but I loved it. Oh, yeah. And she's like rocking out in her car. Oh, yeah. She's just like smiling. having She's, she's having a grand old time. Yeah. And she's... then to bottom feeders of society, Lori goes... <laughs> Walking on her streets that she pays for with her tax money. <laughs> and she sees them, and I mean, she turns the music off, her smile completely disappears, and she is, she's she's ready to rock out in a different way. Yeah, she starts revving her engine. <laughs> oh my god, it's incredible. 
just the, the like wh- who is this that we're seeing she's breaking into houses she's revving her engine and running over two members of the guilty remnant like <laughs> who is this uh, but, i love it so much but yeah she she runs them both over yeah but it, it's I'm, I'm really glad that susan put in our heads this idea of her being angry because now we see it play out in its in all its glory hitting and running with these two guilty remnant members and then just right to the car wash now she doesn't turn herself in or anything she was right to the car wash and and this is where we are meant to realize that this has happened before we saw her washing her car a couple times already we saw her that she missed a spot and now we realize that that spot was a blood spot so this is this okay. is good so she's just serial you would think i mean i guess they presume they don't talk because tommy's yet to figure out are they they've yet to figure out of tommy from our perspective and maybe she's assuming the guilty remnant don't talk to each other this has got to spread eventually there's this mad man or mad woman that's just hitting guilty remnant members with her car Maybe. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess the, her assumption is that they just don't talk to each other so she can do it as much as she wants. Yeah, because eventually they're going to find out, right? It's going to spread whether it hits the news, if they don't hit the news, they'll I mean, write I, to each other. But I think that she also understands that with the Guilty Remnant, uh, there's a certain amount of, I don't want to say acceptance, of uh, expectation that you're going to get beat up. Yeah, that's true. But I think I think getting hit by a car is on a level. That's something. That that's deems. something more extreme, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, well, yeah. When Gladys got killed, that that we got some red alarms for that chapter, and when people get beat up, that it generally get red alarms. But I think this is I think this is sufficient enough. Somewhere in that scale in between, that it will at least have idle chit chat or whatever their idle chit chat equivalent is. Some <laughs> idle writing. Idle scribbles. Some, some scribbles. <laughs> so surprised me they don't use any sort of sign language, or ah, uh, I I think that I think now they nod yes or no sometimes. But I, beginning of season one, they just like sometimes write yes <laughs> down or okay. <laughs> I'm like, why are you writing that? You could just give like a hand gesture, but is that cheating? They snap their fingers a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so they should have snapping each other's face to like, get each other's attention or something. Like Meg angrily snapping. Yep. Uh, anyway. Oh man. Uh, Lori prints out her book and then goes to Susan's house for a, maybe a family counseling session. Mm-hmm. And she, she's trying to help Susan acclimate, reacclimate to being home. And she's trying to help her husband understand what to expect. Mm-hmm. And apparently one of the things that they can expect is that she's gonna, he's going to wake up at some point and find her sleeping on the floor or on the couch because she's not used to soft beds. Mm-hmm. Which I, th- I, th- I thought that was interesting and not something that I had thought about, but it, it, it's when she said it, it made a lot of sense that when you spend two months sleeping on the floor, sleeping in a bed might seem a little off to I you. I wonder if something equivalent happens to people who've been to prison for a long time. Because if that happens to Susan yeah. after two months, imagine if you're in prison for like years and get out. Yeah, that's I'm a good point. That. That's interesting interesting stuff but um but she can sense that there's something going on in the husband's head that that he's he's uncomfortable and she wants him to confide in her what what that is and the husband 
says that he just doesn't want to say anything to make her leave again. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, just another instance of Lori reassuring now the husband. She's already reassured Susan. You know, um, th- this is she didn't leave because of you. This, the same thing happened with Kevin. The, this is she. The, the, it's the guilty remnant. It's not you, and she's not going back. And this seems to comfort the husband. Seems to cover, comfort Susan. She agrees. She is not going back. And seems like all is well in Susan's house. Yep. But seems, seems like. Yep. Keyword in there. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, we see Tommy uh, trolling somebody as a member of a, a new Guilty Remnant chapter. Yeah, he's, he's getting yelled at. He's just like, yeah, he, he's just getting screamed at, and he's taking it like a champ, just smoking in the guy's face, and and that's good for you, Tommy, I guess. But he tries to approach a new target in this yeah. new hive, and she literally blows the whistle on him. I know. That reminds me of him when Kevin tried getting his chapter of the Guilty Remnant to blow whistles, except they didn't really care. Yes. Yeah. Lori did, though. Lori, Lori did blow the whistle. Yeah, that, but for a different reason. <laughs> yes. So now uh, the whistle was bling, being blown on Tommy quite literally, and the Guilty Remnant pulls him off and handcuffs him into a van, takes him somewhere. Granted, though. He did not play it awful because he started talking the second she started oh. like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Oh, oh, and it says freaking girl. I felt like he was a bit more calm about it. Yeah. Just, he's just this crazy lady blowing the whistle. They're like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. if, he just, like if he just eats the piece of paper real quick, if he just super stylish <laughs> eats that piece of paper, there's no evidence, right? It's just her writing against your writing. It's <laughs> a good point. He did not play it well. Yeah, he, he was severely outmanned and they captured him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so I was so good. I was so curious to what would happen to Tommy, and I I did not expect this. <laughs> no, this is out of absolutely nowhere. They t- they put him in this van. They take him somewhere. They open the van, and in comes Meg. Who? So here here in my notes, I put it's Meg. Let's go right, and then but the end of it is WTF. <laughs> so there was some excitement and this is and, and i tried to uh kind of set you up for for this and and you know this isn't the last we're going to see of meg either but i i, I tried to set it, set you up for this because i i in episode which episode was it Cairo, i think uh-huh. um met when meg was kept talking and yeah attacked matt it's like she is a she is a different brand of guilty remnant she she is not your, your grandparents guilty remnant she's a new age guilty remnant she is her, her methods are unorthodox but they get the job done absolutely i mean she's talking in this scene you don't yeah she talks at the end it reminds me of like patty who would sometimes talk yeah did, did you catch the fact that she was wearing a dress which we have never seen anybody in the Guilty Remnant wear a dress. Oh, okay. I do recall her wearing a dress, but I didn't think anything noteworthy of it. Well, we know that she wore a dress because she needed that easy access to do. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, yeah, this is this is absolutely unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. So, so they so she's she comes in. She takes Tommy's pants off. She takes her 
underwear off and she well <laughs> does, is this a rape i get yeah i mean i'd say i'd say so yeah i yeah i mean it's, it's very odd but yeah. it's like it could be a rape uh, i mean tommy does seem like he's kind of into it eventually but i don't think that I, I, I don't think he would. I don't think he would have chosen for this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he would have. So, yeah. I do think that it was a captured man. Yeah, I don't think he was. Please, man. Now I'm very. I'm like. I just. I don't understand. What did uh, you? Why she oh, did it? Yeah, I don't understand why she did it. If I swear, Michelle, if like a year, like in in the leftovers, if like a year passes, turns out Meg is now pregnant. With Tommy's baby, and now she's holding it over him. Like this is some like next level manipulation mind game stuff. <laughs> that that will be unbelievable to me. But I I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. Well, I mean, for a minute there, wasn't we weren't sure if Tommy was going to make it out of this alive. Yeah, <laughs> wait. Well, yeah, I was one. I I'm confident they're not going to kill Tommy. Not yeah. Okay, because I mean, they douse him with gasoline and. Meg brandishes this lighter. She lights her cigarette, but she doesn't uh, set him on fire. She instead says, tell your mom Meg says hello, which there's more to that than meets the eye because when we hear... There's a lot to that. Yeah, we know that Meg and Lori have a relationship. Mm -hmm. Lori's the one that recruited Meg to the Guilty Remnant. Lori trained her and, and... kind of mentored her through the initial stages of it. Hey, don't be violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. You know, don't rape my son. So, But the other thing that, that this tells us is that Meg knows that this is Lori's son. How do they know this is Tommy? Right. So all I can think of there is that they, they know that Lori is AWOL. She's, she's gone. Uh, and maybe they've done some research on this guy who keeps infiltrating guilty remnant headquarters or not headquarters um hives whatever hives, yeah but chapters whatever you want but to call them. as far as we know meg wasn't in any of those chapters i yeah so i was wondering is she like a head honcho now it sure um, seems like it's it because yeah these people drove him out then comes in does some stuff yeah. Talks even. None of them complained that she talked. He just that's what boss makes is. Boss make the boss. And then Meg then leaves in her own car and Yeah. Very very high up there vibes. Meg is I she might be beyond chapter uh, leader. Maybe she's like a regional leader or I don't I don't know the structure. Yeah. The bureaucratic structure behind the guilty remnant, but it looks like Meg is up there. Beyond just being part of the chapter, right? Exactly. So, but anyway, so we we do learn quite a bit from this exchange. Um, but Tommy gets left in the desert. Meanwhile, Lori is buying a really expensive dress. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, eight hundred. What's your return policy? I love that. How much is that? Eight hundred fifty. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an expensive dress, and she wants to know what the return policy is. My guess is her plan is use it for this one meeting and then return it. 
No, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know I'm teasing you, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. So, but she buys the dress anyway, and Lori gets home. Oh, but she buys the dress because she's got a meeting with the publisher. Apparently, she sent the book out, and one of the publishers liked it. She's got a meeting with the publisher, so you wear this dress to the meeting. Listen, I, I do have to wonder, how could she not afford her rent on Victor so she can buy this dress? I guess she's, I guess she's a credit card. On a credit card. Oh, fair enough. You don't pay rent on a credit card. That's a, that's a real slippery slope. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, so, I don't you know, I don't know how much her rent is. My guess is more than eight hundred and forty-nine dollars. Probably. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm only thinking of the two hundred that she'd pay on top. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, for commercial. Adding two hundred to metro it. metro New York area, probably not very cheap. Yeah, exactly. But when Lori gets home, Tommy's waiting for her, and he is like pissed, and he's like just starts. Yeah. Yelling. So I was wondering where the other people were. The other. Like the people they freed from the guilty remnant that were that were staying they, with them. They have homes. They're, they're the only oh, person okay. staying with them at that point was maybe Howard. Okay. So okay, I got you. Yeah, and Susan, not because Susan. Yeah, Susan's back home now. Back home now so. But yeah, yeah, this is where Tommy's very upset. Yeah, Tommy's pissed he's like who's meg this is not working they make sense they know something and this is where i you really get the impression that tommy is his sympathies are leaning in favor of the guilty remnant at this point they're, they're, they're chipping away at him yeah yeah and you start to worry that he's he's gone too far with this yeah, and then Lori picks up that same thing because she says, you're done. You're not going back in there. But she does defend their program, she calls it, you know, in the meantime. Yeah, I'm I, I'm curious to why Tommy didn't tell uh, did not tell Lori anything of what happened to him, though. He just kind of brought up Meg. But that's it. I was really shocked about them. Like, he didn't bring up a thing about them kept getting on to him. But, you're right. Like, not even just telling them, I got caught. Yeah, I mean, at least not on camera. I think we can probably assume that he told her the story. Yeah, at least some part of it, yeah. Whether or not be the full thing, but at least tell her that, yeah, I got caught. And they right. captured me. And, yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, the next bit that we get is, is a lot of Susan for quite some time. We get to, you know, Susan is looking Susan at... Susan montage. <laughs> yeah, it is a montage. No, no where is your mind here, but... Or where is my mind, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, but... Susan's looking upset at home. She's at this fancy dinner, uh, and th- we get this like disgusting uh, image of the waiter cleaning the fish, and she looks just as disgusted as I did when, when she did it, uh, when the waiter did it. Um, then she's in the bedroom while the, her husband is talking about some work stuff that I think we're just meant to view as this inane BS that doesn't really matter. Yeah, just some flipper blabber. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Susan, uh, find, and while she's listening to her husband talk about this, she goes to her purse and she finds that note that the guilty remnant left in the office that day. And it says, any day now. So we have heard that or something similar to that before from the guilty remnant. When? Okay, uh, a couple of times. 
Um, well, I, I can think of them. Um, maybe not a couple of times. But like the plotting. The, the, no, no, that was just Meg asking if they could start when when like Patty went missing in like Cairo. Well, Patty and Cairo uh, does tell Kevin that Lori's time is coming oh so soon, um, which is not exactly the same as any day now, but it really does sound a lot like it. And at, at the time we heard that, I, I, I mentioned that it sounded a lot like the grenade that Nora was given when she went to that conference. And oh, yeah. Which said, uh, any time now, I think. Okay. So I don't think that one says any day now. I think that one said any time now, but it's the same idea that there's something boiling just under the surface and any day now it's going to explode. And, okay. and boy does it for Susan in the very next scene. She's driving the family. You know, her kids is in the back seat playing on a tablet. Her husband's in the front seat playing on a phone and she just crosses over into the other lane and drives right into a tractor trailer. Which is pretty tragic and pretty disturbing to watch. Yeah, I want to know the fallout of that. You know, we don't do do we ever directly see the fallout? Like we, just, I mean, obviously something went terribly wrong. Whether they all died, I people mean, did. The implication to me is that the the whole family died. That's what I assume too. Yeah, I I don't I we don't get verification of that, but that is oh, okay. I think that's what I was wondering if we would get verification. Okay. You know, and then this all that happens just as Lori is on her way into the publisher. And, and she's she's talking to the receptionist. The receptionist tells her that they really love the book. She's really, really excited. Okay, I have to interject here, right? Where they said they really love the book. This is where I knew something terrible would go wrong <laughs> in terms of this book deal. There, there's no way this is going to end well. They're like, oh, they loved it. Then Lord goes in the book. Yeah, we loved it. Here's a great fat amount of money. Or it's like, thank you. Like, no way, right? So there, something terrible is going to happen. And my guess for what terrible was going to happen was... They'll say, oh, we love the book, but, you know, we don't really want to pay you. Here's someone whose name's whatever, Jack. I don't know why I'm always using Jack now. Here's Jack. <laughs> he's our he's our writer guy, great writer. Anyway, he's going to write a similar story to what you wrote, being a guilty remnant in the inside. A bit more embellished, a bit more fictionalized, but he's going to write it, and we're going to sell his book. Like they're just gonna like get a competitor, basically, just say that we love the idea, we love the concept of the book. We're gonna use the concept. Oh man! That's what I thought was gonna happen. That's what I thought would be like what well, goes wrong. That's not what happened, but it did go it, wrong. You were too far off, though. So. Kind of, yeah. They wanted to change her book. But. Yeah. But the the big problem is that she gets this call while she's waiting, and she's about to leave. I mean, she gets a call about Susan's family, and she's about to leave when this guy, Peter, comes out to get her and brings her into the back to meet with these three other people. I don't... I didn't write down all their names. Did you? No, no. One's, like, the editor. Helped. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know the other two names. Just Tom... Uh, just Tom or not Tom. Peter is all Peter. I know. Yeah. And Peter tells her that he thinks that her book is the next what's next. Do you remember what's next? Yeah, that, that's from the guy Nora Matt in yeah. her episode. Yep. Yep. Back, way back in guest. So, but he wants Laurie to change the title. Oh, no, not, no, he didn't want to change the title. When her phone rings, 
he said she says let, let me put this on silent and he said "Ooh, that'd be a great alt title yeah like subheading title yeah yeah but uh he wants he does want laurie to work with an editor and make some changes to enhance the story yeah and he gives some examples of uh groups and myths or with uh, myths or rules and he references like christians and he references the guy in australia yes yes who says he went to the other side and that he can't die so man i hope that's holy wayne it doesn't seem like it is but maybe he's got a new name it's not holy wayne no why are you telling me that because we already established it's david burton (sighs) i guess or david book david book yeah (laughs) So anyway, uh, but I, I like that they brought that up again because they're really trying to hammer that home. It's 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 important. So, but uh, he wants to know what the guilty remnant believes, and he wants to put feeling and emotion into this. Into this, he references Jill's lighter, but he got he gets the inscription wrong. He says, "I know." <laughs> This is this lighter that says, Mom, please come home. <laughs> no, it's don't forget about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there. So, Even I better. Mean, as soon as he said that, I was like, this guy sucks. He's awful. No, no, come on. You're reading books, like, part of his... He's going to... Nah, you can't expect it. Nah. <laughs> you can't expect him to remember every quote. Like, he got the, the sum, the summation of the lighter. He doesn't suck for misremembering the quote. He sucks for for wanting to, like, bastardize the work. Hmm. You know, I think I'll disagree with you here, just in terms of, just because maybe Lori could have argued better, and he changed his mind, because Lori didn't really argue, she just kind of got mad pretty quick, just wait, wait, let me, let me re-explain, right? Lori yeah. never straight up said, like, I don't want to edit the book, it's as it is, right, like, I want it to be that, she never actually said that outright, and so him trying to make the book so it could sell more, it's like... I mean, that's his job, right? Like, I'm not gonna... And he's not doing it in a super evil way, I feel like. He's not like, okay, here, let's start start lying. I just want to know how you feel. Just tell me how you feel during that, right? It's not like he's asking her to start lying. Okay, well, here's a better example of why he sucks. (laughs) Because of the way he brings it, he talks Oh, yeah, yeah, when he talks about the fire, like, oh, and that fire! It's all your fault that she was in the fire. Yeah, but you couldn't do anything to save her, so you had... (laughs) You lie on your husband to go do it. All you could do is watch. That's so terrible. That was like, terrible. Yeah. Oh. And, and you can it's see Lori just crawling in her skin. And eventually it's just too much. And she just attacks him and ends up getting arrested. I don't think she's going to be able to return that dress now. No. <laughs> but she's arrested. Tommy comes to get her. Uh, and she just breaks down crying. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, do you think she? That's why I put. If was she crying because of her um book deal or because of her um what happened to Susan? Um, I mean, I think probably both. Uh, she, but they do soon mention Susan, so I was like, oh, okay, so she's yeah. probably a bit in that. Yeah. So I, I I do think both. I mean, she was ready to walk out of the book deal. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so I do think that she is feeling something about. Susan's death. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's nothing. Yeah, certainly. But I think that she um, is also just. I mean, she. This is this was everything for her. This book was everything. She broke into a house to save this book. 
Do you think they're ever going to publish this book? No. Okay. No, she just attacked him. There's no way they published this book. No, no, no. Like, I mean in the real life, like, Lori's book from the TV show. Oh! Like, did HBO publish But What was the title of it? I don't remember the title supposed to be, but... Lori's book. Did she do... Some TV shows gotta do that. Just release a book that's mentioned... Heavily well, in the TV. Interesting because uh, in Dan Lindelof's other HBO project, Watchmen, there was a they HBO created a, a, a page on their website that was dedicated to supplementary material from each for each episode. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So sometimes it was like a historical article. Sometimes it was like an advertisement. It was it was really interesting and, and definitely enhanced watching that series. Okay. But no, they did not release Lori's book here. Sorry. Oh well, that's what it is. But maybe someday. Tommy tells Lori that Susan is uh is not their fault. They did what they could. This was not their fault. She what is it, what does he say? She was effed up, right? So I don't remember exactly what he said, but not their fault. I do remember him stressing not their fault. It's not us. Yes. And that Lori, you've gotta you gotta put you gotta pull your crap together. Yeah, you're expecting us. Oh yeah, yes. Everyone's back at the pl- at our at our place, uh, and he he says, that, and they're losing it. So can you keep yours together? Yeah. And she, but before that, Lori confesses. I don't know if she just doesn't really confess. She just says, "I guess I love. I, I don't want to hurt them, but they won't jump out of the way." <laughs> and you know that she's talking about. The, the car the, the yeah. she's apparently doing all the time but Tommy doesn't know that so th- as far as Tommy can tell this is like a metaphor yeah it's some weird metaphor but Lori's like I just wish they'd jump out of the way not my fault yeah it's like I mean have you ever been in a situation where you, you feel like you're trying trying to help somebody and they just will not take your help yeah it's 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 so frustrating because it's like i i'm i'm giving you i'm giving you a, a life jacket i'm throwing out a, a a buoy to help pull you back in and you're just rejecting it you won't get out of the way <laughs> yeah it's so frustrating so i i mean i i can metaphorically if you think of it like a metaphor, because I'm sure she did mean it both ways. Like I keep trying to help these people and they just won't get out of their own way. And I, so I think she did mean that, but she also meant it literally that, <laughs> that these people won't jump out of the way of her car. So I can definitely uh, sympathize with her frustration here. But anyway, everyone's back at their place and, uh, and they, Tommy asks her to keep it together and Lori asks him, why are we losing? And this is where Tommy says that they're giving them something. We can strip it away, but once it's gone, we have nothing to put in its place. Hmm. Now, I, I always question that logic because I think, you know, if, just take Susan as an example. Okay, the guilty owner gave her something, you stripped it away, and what did you put in its place? Well, you gave her her home and her family back it seems like a big deal to me but we also should 
remember way back in Cairo, Patty talking to Kevin about the, the idea that the guilty remnant gives people purpose. And that's something that, that nobody else could give them. She, Patty says, I, I gave her something nobody else could that you couldn't give her. I gave her purpose. Mm-hmm. So that then Lori gets the idea. Well, then let's give them something. Yeah. So this this is where I also want to know of them. Um... Well, here we'll, we'll talk, talk about the last part. Here. Right. So uh, they they tell the whole group about Patty, about Jill, and then uh, the way I always thought about this is like she basically pimps out her son mm-hmm. to, to give these Holy Wayne hugs, and Tommy tells. The true story, uh, I mean, tells everything right up to Christine leaving the baby. So then he, he elaborates. We never saw what happened after he found the baby in the stall. But he says here that Wayne showed up and taught him how to give the hugs. Yeah, told, told him where to put the baby and yeah. the hugs. Yes. Like how he's gonna give his powers to Tommy for a price. Everything has a price. I don't know what the price was, but yeah, they never. They, he never elaborated on what the price was. So I guess I've always just viewed this as fiction that Tommy just made up. That's what I wonder too. Is this fiction or is this reality? And I love that. I love that. I don't know yeah. whether Tommy's lying, whether Tommy and Lori are lying, whether uh, it is the truth. Like I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. We we don't know. There's a chance that Wayne did show up at that bathroom. Certainly, I mean, do exactly that. That is a that is a holy Wayne thing to do. It would be a holy Wayne thing to do. So, I, and I I love that too. I love that about this. And then, of course, the episode ends with Tommy standing up and saying, "Who wants a hug?" Ah, beautiful. So, so then the question is: Does Tommy actually have Wayne powers? Does I mean I'm assuming that Wayne had powers to begin with? Does Tommy? Now have... Wayne has powers. Wayne has powers. Okay, so then does Tommy have them now, or is he just making this up? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I, I I'm erring on the side of he's making it up. Uh huh. Maybe he does have it, but I I sense he's making it up. I sense he's lied well, about the story. I mean, I think that. Regardless of whether he's making it up or not, uh, it's not real to Lori. I think that Lori knows, or Lori believes that nothing she's special. Born. There's nothing special about Tommy. His hugs are no different. In fact, my hugs are better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that Lori believes that she's selling a lie, but that it's virtuous to sell this lie because it replaces what the guilty remnant was giving them. And maybe these people have a chance for a legitimate future. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that? Do you think that Lori is in the right here, or do you think that this is as sinister a plot as stealing her laptop was for Victor? No, no, no. no. I think what they're doing is good. Getting people out of that cult. Uh, they gotta give some fibs just to make them feel a little better. So be it. Okay. It's like, you know, as long as they're not charging them up the wazoo, you know what I mean? If if Tom was like, Tommy was like, okay, I have the hug, two grand, everyone, two grand is all I ask. <laughs> like then uh, I'm like, okay, wait, maybe. That's true. That there, the uh, there isn't a financial incentive here, like there is for Wayne. Yeah, so I can, 
I, I get behind this full stop. I think it's a fine thing. Okay, do you? Because it seems to me like Laurie is pulling people out of this one cult and just giving them another cult to join. Kind of, but it's it's the lesser of two evils, right? Like this Cold War sentiment of <laughs> is it, you know communism or dictatorship? Just the stuff. It's the lesser of two evils. In this case, I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah, even if, even if they are joining this other cult and believe Tom some sort of Holy Wayne esque figure, yeah, uh, better than being part of the guilty remnant. At least you're part of society more okay. in this new yeah, cult. I, I agree with that for now. Oh, <laughs> I'm very curious though to see where this goes. Like if we see them in a few episodes from now, and Noah's on the, looking at the news, and we get Tommy Garvey, <laughs> Holy <laughs> Wayne. Uh, prodigy, like he's walking around. And there's hundreds of people following him, hugging <laughs> babies. Like, ah. Uh. Well, because let me ask you this. I mean, what you're what you're saying right now is that you think that Holy Wayne's cult was better than the Guilty Remnant. Like, it would have been better to be, say, Christine. No, wait, Lori. Hold up, right now, 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 because it's the way Holy Wayne ran his cult. Right, like he's like, okay, I want these Asian women. I want like, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pro that. But the way they seem like they're trying to do it right now, I'm cool with the way Tommy's doing it. Okay, it's certainly better. Right. The guilty remnant. Now, now, if Tommy starts leading into that, he's like, okay, now I want to get young Asian women. I'll keep them there. I need some of my armed guards. Here, I'm buying my compound in the desert. Like, then it starts getting a bit weirder. Well, but right do, now, do you think older. that Wayne? just wanted young Asian women? Or do you think that he felt like he needed to impregnate a young Asian woman in order to uh, birth the, what do they call them, the bridge? I, I have no clue. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I've always kind of assumed that Wayne was primarily on the up and up. Like he was, he, he figured, or he, he believed that his child would be the bridge and that he, his child was going to be uh, mothered by a young Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, hedged his bets with lots <laughs> of women. That, that's fine. But Holy Bean also charged a ton of money, right? He did all his other stuff. So right now, Tommy seems really virtuous. He had a lot of mouths to feed. Huh? I was <laughs> just saying, right? He expanded it, his empire, quote-unquote, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh-huh. It's not cheap. I So it depends how Tommy goes about it. Like if he's, Right now he's pretty virtuous. He seems to be doing it selflessly. He's trying to help these people. He's not really making money from it. Okay. If he doesn't seem like they're making all that much. Yeah. They're always struggling to pay rent or whatever. So it's, you know, I'm cool with it now. But if, you know, we, we see him next episode... Tom, you know, they're, they're living in a mansion. Tom's making bank off being Holy Wayne. I'm like, okay, wait a second now. So under what circumstances in general would you say it's okay to replace one cult with another? Like the, I think you can replace one cult with another and call it a win. Depend, depends on what cult you're replacing. I think replacing the Guilty Remnant with, even if you went down like the Holy Wayne route, at least they seemed more independent, right? All the people, even if they worked for Holy Wayne, at least they had like their own thoughts. Yeah, express themselves, yeah, right? Parties of gummy worms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, so gummy, yeah. <laughs> they get gummy worms. They can, like, talk to other people. They have, like, individuality to them. Okay. It's, 
if someone who's not part of their cult comes in, they can talk to them and sure. be like, yeah, normal, I guess. So I I think um there 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 are levels of cultiness from cults, and the guilty remnant is a very culty cult. Culty cult. Um... Yeah, but <laughs> Tommy's possible start of a cult is not too much of a it's not too culty. You could you oh. think of it as like a team or a group or just a gathering, like a church group or something, right? Uh-huh. You you wouldn't call people um, that come together and part of like maybe some sort of Christian or Catholic uh, group a cult, right? Maybe in the same way they come together with Tommy. If it's just you know they all live their lives, but hey, come together. But we'll see. I'm curious. Though. I'm curious to see how far if if it goes any further, and if so, how far it goes. If like maybe Tommy starts getting like this power hungry thing now that people are starting to look up to him or. Right. I'm very curious on this thing. Hey, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the of the podcast that I I my rating for this episode is a nine out of ten. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> which you know that's one of the two ratings that I give to leftovers. Although I think I've told you that there there is one leftovers episode that I will give an eight to. Wow. Yeah. I'm distraught. Yep. <laughs> How painful. Do you think I'll give any more tens out? season oh, I, I i do oh wow really yeah i think that, that you'll have at least one more 10 this season okay we'll see one so i'm ex- i'm so excited to see dean ah. but that's my only excitement in terms of seeing existing characters i was i was excited to see meg now we've seen her only other character left is dean okay it's, if, if it's those other two whom I shall not even name anymore, I will be very disappointed. <laughs> I'll quit right then and there. Anyway. Well, that's all I have to say about this episode. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, no, nothing else. Okay. So I'm excited to get back to uh, Miracle next week with the Garveys and the Murphys. And I think it's going to be super fun. <laughs>